Welcome to the podcast version of 32 Bar Cut, the show. A series for performers, about performers, made by performers. Every week, we give audition advice, share personal experiences, and sit down with fellow colleagues in the performing arts to chat about their life in the industry. If you are hearing this message, you are not currently a subscriber and will only be hearing the first half of the podcast. If you would like to hear the full interview, including the Curtain Call series, you'll want to head over to 32barcup.com, where you can find a link to our Patreon page. There you will have exclusive access to the entire video and private RSS podcast feed, as well as other subscriber-only content. Thanks for listening. Without further ado, on to the show. Today on 32 Bar Cut the Show, we are sitting down with the Lion King's young Nala, Aaliyah Joe Ramey. And today she is accompanied by her mother and manager, Kirsten Person Ramey. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. How are you all doing? I mean, I know it's been a crazy, unexpected year. <laughs> I can tell from your faces. You're like, yes, <laughs> we're all feeling it. But how how are you at least today? How are you feeling? I'm fine. I'm great. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good today. You're good today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It good is see a familiar face. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's so good to see you all. Like, I mean, we couldn't have foreseen that it would be like this and that the last time we'd see each other was March 11th, March 12th of last year. And, um, but I feel like we're in a space now where it's a, you know, you take, you wake up and you decide, how do I feel today? Okay. I'm going to live my life like this today. Cause this is how I feel. And it's a, it's a new level of self-awareness that I don't think I've given myself time to have. So I don't know if you all are feeling that too, having so much time with each other and by yourself, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I think as a, I'm, I, my background before I was her manager, I was actually a, a mental health doctor. I mean, I'm still a mental health doctor and I can appreciate how you are appreciating each day now, because we definitely have to say, we actually have a feelings chart on our refrigerator. Really? And we, we say, how do I feel today? And so I go by and I look at it and sometimes you, we put it on exhausted, dismayed, happy, sad. So we, we have experienced everything, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and I welcome it now. I think when this first all started, I thought, oh, I'm not allowed to feel these feelings. I need to be happy or I need to find joy or I need to be peaceful. And it's just not true. It's every day you don't wake up that way and it's okay. So yeah, yeah. And it's like, what can you occupy yourself with and what can I do today? How can I stay active? But sometimes you just need to relax because you've been doing like shows forever and ever and ever. And then you just stop and you're like, okay, what's next? (laughs) Exactly. That's actually really what I wanted to talk with you both about was what, well, I I don't want to get into it too quickly because I really want to talk about your Lion King audition first, but I'm also curious what it was like for everything to just stop after all of that momentum and that movement. So before we talk about that, (laughs) I really want to hear about your Lion King audition and what that experience was like, like what city did you audition in and, you know, how you got the call, all of that. I think our listeners and viewers would be really curious to see what your experience was like for that. Well, for my experience, I, um, I auditioned at an open call in Atlanta, Georgia, 
Um, and there were a lot of talented kids and it was so cool to see so many kids like just, I mean, expressing their talent. Um, but we like got in and we like sang songs and of course we had to like audition and um, they picked out a few and I was one of the few. Um, I was very excited and of course you don't want to get your hopes up too high and um, your mom will tell you like it's just for fun and it's just for practice and you need to like get this experience because this is what this is what I want to do, you know. Um, so we um, continued to do this. And I got a callback and I went to, that's when I went to New York. Um, it was my first callback in New York. And um, it was really cool because there were so many like just different faces. I had never seen any of them. And also I had never seen like the like producers of the show and stuff like that. Um, so it was really cool to like sit down and like just look at everything that um, like all my, um, at, uh, all my, acting and um, not my acting all my dancing um all my dancing lessons and all of that has paid off um and so i just like sat down and i really just took it all in um that's really when i was sitting down and um just looking at all the kids like uh having fun i was just like this is this is where i want to be you know mm. um so we got in the audition process and we just like again we sang a few songs and we just we just had fun and it was never really about competition for me it was just like i'm meeting new people and like maybe one day we can go to the mall i mean it doesn't matter <laughs> where we're from you know um so that's pretty much um how i saw it but i also knew that i had to work hard because like of course i'm not just gonna show up at a, a like basically final callback and just be like hey hey you know and just um <laughs> See that, so I had to keep my professionalism up, which is very hard for an 11 year old at the time. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Um, but I just kept in my mind, I kept um, the Lord with me and I kept my mother with me because she was at home with my um, little sister. Um, and I thought like, wow, I don't, I don't know like what the process is going to be for like, if she is um, in like Georgia, I don't know how I could like do it. You know, I, I didn't really think, well, I didn't really think about what it was going to do if I got it. But then again, I was like, but what if I did, you know, what if I didn't? Because if I didn't, I was like, okay, well, I mean, of course I'm, they're just not what, I'm just not what they're looking for. That's what my mom prepared me for. And that's what they said in the audition. They were like, if you're, um, they used fruit, right? Mm -hmm. They said, if you're, um, if you're a strawberry and we're looking for a kiwi, then wow. of course we, you know, and I thought that was really cool because it's not just a specific like person. It's like what they have to fit in with the show. It doesn't matter if you're the most talented, most brilliant person in the entire world, you have to fit in with that show and it has to be your calling. Um, so that's why I just, that's my audition experience, I guess. That's really amazing, Aaliyah, that you, have learned that lesson so early on. It's something that I continue to learn. You know, if they're looking for a strawberry and I'm a kiwi, like, guess what? I'm not the right one for it. I think that's such a great, a great way of remembering that rejection isn't personal. And maybe you could even start to believe that it's not rejection. You know, if, if they're looking for a strawberry and you're a kiwi, are you really being rejected or are you just, you're just not the fruit for that recipe, you know? 
Wait, I love that. Okay, fruit for the recipe. That's brilliant. But that's <laughs> not that's not really um, all that happened. Can I say that? Yes, yes. I was I was actually ready for this moment. So so, mom, please tell us what what happened. <laughs> so I think Aaliyah was about ten when she told us that she wanted to be a Broadway star. Mm. She okay nine. Sorry. Nine. Okay. So she told us that she wanted to be a Broadway star and we kind of said, okay. Now, mind you, she had been making declarations like this since she was <laughs> a very, very small child. Um, once we were watching the Super Bowl, the halftime show when Beyonce, yeah. um, you know, when the lights went out off and everything at the end, everybody's mouths are just open except for her. She's like, oh, I want to do that next year. <laughs> she was like worried, like four at the time. Yeah. She's like, I want to do that next year. And so those type of statements were not really unusual. But um But wait, bro- wait, wait. But it's like I still remember all those times that I said it because I meant it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I want to do that. It's like I'm gonna try to do that, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. And she and and but it wasn't really unusual for, for us because she comes from an entertainment family before I was a mental health doctor and her dad was a minister. Um, before that ever happened, we were independent filmmakers. And so I used to sing when I was younger. So to have, you know, a house full of kids who do that stuff is not unusual, except for the fact that I did become a mental health doctor. So she didn't grow up with the mom who was in the studio and on the sets. She grew up with the mom who went to an office every day. So the boring mom. (laughs) So for her to make these declarations, it was all her. It wasn't our influence. Maybe the way that we kind of parent her, but it wasn't direct, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she said that she wanted to be a Broadway star. Only one problem. I knew nothing about Broadway. I had never seen a Broadway show. Well, I saw a a national tour um, in Atlanta, but... I had never been to New York to see a Broadway show. <laughs> um, and so I said, hmm, because that's what I always say when my kids tell me things. <laughs> like that. I said, hmm. And so we actually, I think I realized that I wanted to like be a Broadway professional was when I went to New York for the first time, which was, that was when I like was really excited. Oh yeah. We went on vacation. Yeah. I don't know what age yeah. that was. Though. So we went on vacation and, and, mm-hmm. and she made this declaration afterwards. So we were actually on vacation for her sister's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I got an email from her dance teacher who said, um, they're having this open call for the Lion King. And I said, Oh, that would be pretty fun. And I said, Hey, do you want to, I want to audition for this. And so she's like, yeah. And so, um, I think, I don't know what happened to me, but like something just sparked inside of me where I'm like, okay, I'll be your coach and I'll help you. <laughs> she didn't want it. She didn't <laughs> so, so her sister helped her. Um, and so we, we took her to the audition. I, I canceled all of my, all my clients for that day to take her to the open call and boy, it was an open call. Like everyone in Atlanta, <laughs> was there. <laughs> and so the the craziest thing is like um sometimes in my office during downtime, people would send me YouTube videos of like kids singing. And so some of these viral kids who were singing were at the audition. So I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like we cuz she had never auditioned for anything. Mm-hmm. And so we just go into this this open call and we're like, "Oh, okay." 
And so, um, and the the thing was, people like were singing their songs in the thing. So I was just like, um, <laughs> great song, yeah. <laughs> So she went in and we would see the kids come out. And so we're like, okay. And they would go home. And so she kept staying in there. And so I looked at my husband. I was like, wait a minute. Like, they're not releasing her. And so more kids came out. More kids came out. And so I was like, okay. And so we became invested at that point because it's like, okay, maybe something's going on in there. And so she came out and um, the casting director said that, you know, don't get too excited because it's still a long process. But this um, these kids are going to um, are, are eligible for a callback. And so um, I pulled myself up off the floor because I was seven <laughs> months pregnant. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she was literally sitting, uh, sitting outside like. <laughs> <laughs> and she went to the, the first callback was actually in Atlanta it wasn't in New York it was oh it was, yeah 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 I know what you're talking about okay, oh, yeah. it was in Atlanta and so we went back and it was pretty easy um same thing um that she had done for the first just a little bit more you know intense and after that um I'm sitting at her sister's show because her sister's also um, an actress. And so I'm at her show um, with my phone turned off, of course, because I'm a good audience member. <laughs> of course, of course. But during intermission, <laughs> I did turn my phone on and I see that she um, has been chosen for a final callback. And so I said, wait a minute, a final callback? Ooh, this is getting interesting. <laughs> so I quickly um, responded and said, she'll be there. Um, I didn't read any of the details. <laughs> like, Wait, no, should I explain there. this part? Yeah. This is my favorite you part should. of the entire thing. <laughs> okay, so the audition was at Pearl Studios in New York. And I, I called her on the phone and I was like, um, hey, wait, actually before that, I looked up where Pearl Studios was because I'm an interested child, you know? <laughs> and, I, and she was just like, yeah, we're going to go. And I'm like, Okay, but it's and I was like, "Hey, do you know where Pearl Studios is?" And she was like, "It's somewhere in Atlanta." And I was like, "I'm not gonna worry her. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait until she comes home." <laughs> and I just left the page open on the screen because she thinks that I made a mistake, but no, it was it was specific. My <laughs> brain as an 11 year old, I that IQ was high. Well, <laughs> I I was like, I I. I mean, this is in New York. Like, how are we gonna get there? You know, I was already prepping. I was like writing down some. Thoughts like, ooh, maybe we can um, make a garage sale. <laughs> but I I mean, of course, I was 11, so I didn't know any of our problems or financial things, which, I mean, we didn't really have. So I was I was like, maybe I could pay for it and fly up there myself. What what in With the 11 year old <laughs> mind was I going through? I don't know. But um, I was really, really, really excited. And when she came home, she was like, it's in New York. And I was like, I know. Wait, but before I, I confronted her, I had already called my assistant and I was like, okay, cancel all of my appointments oh, yeah. on this day because, yeah, I have to take her somewhere in Atlanta. I don't know. And so when I saw it, I said, oh, New York. Okay. Well, there's a problem after what, like five or six months pregnant, you can't fly. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, I have no idea how this is going to work. Mm -hmm. Um. Because, of course, she's a daddy's girl. She loves her daddy, but I'm such a mama bear. And so we've never really been apart ever. 
So um, it was clear that I wasn't going to be able to take her, although I did consider getting on a Greyhound or like (laughs) (laughs) consider some crazy stuff. But my husband said that he would take her. Uh, But yeah, there was that thing of the finances, because although um, both of us were working, I had um, recently um, I was preparing to leave my 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 practice. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think the day after the audition or some some around that time was when I was leaving the practice for maternity. Oh, no, it leave. was it was um, it was the day um, before I left. Right. I don't remember. That's <laughs> now. But but we were needless to say, we were we were not planning to go to New York. Um, and so I'm telling the family because we come from a big Southern family and um, my best friend said, um, oh, I have some frequent flyer miles. Um, if Rock, that's her dad and Aaliyah Joe wants to use them. And we're like, uh, yeah. And so um, they got the they got the plane tickets. Um, someone at the church because her dad is a, a, a minister, someone at the church, um, a colleague of his. Um, said, okay, I'll take care of the hotel. And her uncle, my brother, um, gave them lunch money. So they were all prepared to go. And so they went to the final audition and um, we had a big Sunday dinner before and we said prayers and everything. Yeah. And like, even my sister's friends came, like everyone who knew wow. me came and that was like, it's just like, I didn't really think they like, I mean, I know that people that I meet, like, we all care about each other, of course, but I didn't know, like, they, like, cared that much that they would, like, come and, like, bring me presents and stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, this is, like, I mean, this is, this is huge, you know? So she went, and um, she made it to the final four, and we heard nothing. Now, when we went to the audition, all they said was Broadway, but then we found out that it was for the national tour. I had no idea what a national tour was other mm-hmm. than the fact that I had recently read a book about um, managing your children, um, managing talented children, because I was kind of leaning towards that anyway, mm-hmm. and just kind of afraid to take that leap. And um, it was like, okay. Um, so the problem with that was, even though um, we were really rooting for her, I was seven months pregnant. And so to figure all of that out, but we said we would figure it out, you know, if it was meant for her to get it, then, you know, we would, we would make it happen. And so there was radio silence. We heard absolutely nothing. And so we don't know how these things go. Um, So she came home one day and a teacher had said that she had a former student who played young Nala and she wanted us to see her Instagram. And so I'm just on the uh, on uh, the Internet one day and I actually um, go down the rabbit hole. You know, you start looking up stuff and I see the manager of one of the kids who had gotten it. And then it led me to see who the other kid was. So that's how we found out that she didn't um, that she didn't get it. And the oh. only reason I knew that it was them was because I was in the audition with them, but if like my mom never told me, I would be like, okay, well, like, did they cast anyone in general? But yeah. I remember their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I don't know if I'm really good at it, but every time like someone says, oh, do you remember them? I'm like, I need a picture of them, and I'll remember them. Like, I don't remember names, but I remember people, like faces. So we we prayed for those those 
girls and the boys and the casting director and the producers and the actors and the everyone associated with the show because we still felt a connection um, and didn't really know why. And, you know, most people were like, okay, you guys are putting a little bit too much into it. But we just <laughs> felt, we just didn't feel like that was a no, more like a wait. Mm-hmm. And so I had the baby. Um, we had some complications. Um, and the moment I felt better, I go on Facebook and I make this declaration is like on January 7th. 2019. But before that. Oh, um, New Year's. Before that, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, on New Year's Eve, because it had to be before New Year's. Um, New Year's Eve, I made a vision board, and I love vision boards. They're my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, mm-hmm. And I put Broadway on it, but I didn't make a particular show. It's just like, even though it might not have happened in that year, I always put it because I still want it to happen. And I always want to like, wish and pray that it does. So I put that on my vision board. And I also put like, um, I learn new things, like I get new experiences. Um, and I keep studying my craft. And that's something that I probably had never put on there. Um, because I didn't really think about it. I was just like, Oh, and I want to go ice skating for the first time. Because I mean, I was like nine and 10 at that time. Um, so I put that on there. And um, when I when I put it on there, then on no, well, and then there was uh, this is a long story, I know, but then there <laughs> was there was a there was another someone gave me information oh, about yeah. another show, um, an an audition, sending in a tape for another show, and so um, she did the audition, but I didn't send it because I felt like we didn't have an answer from the Lion King yet, mm. and. I couldn't tell everyone that because they would look at me and say they didn't cast her. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> um, so I didn't send it off. But on January 7th, I, I write this Facebook post where mm-hmm. I say, you know, so much is going on. And, and, and I tell them about, you know, we're praying for all the people who did get the parts. Um, and now, you know, I have to get this kid onto Broadway after a couple of more naps. And so that was it. And three day three days later, casting director says, um, there there is an opening for young Nala for the New York show. And we're like, get out of here. And so we're like, but we can't go to New York again because by now I'm not back in the office. So if we had financial stuff going on before, I mean yeah. we're like paying for all the stuff after the baby. And so I mean, um, yeah, that's a I mean, that's that's a lot, especially because um, it's not really like, uh, oh, it's a 10 month advance thing like that. You can, that you have time to prepare. No, it's three days, yeah. you know, it's like, so, so, th- so, but they said that we could send a tape. And so I said, oh, we know how to make tapes because we just made that tape that mm-hmm. we never sent off. And so her dad booked out some time, um, in the chapel at the, at the church and because there was a stage in there and her sister was her, um, her acting coach and, and she um, was the voice and she Simba. was the voice of Simba she and Sarabi and everybody else. She was, she was all the voices and the other sisters were audience members because I wanted her for her tape. I wanted her to feel like she was on the stage performing for, for an audience. Mm-hmm. And so, um, sent that off. Said before prayer. that, when we were doing the audition, um, I kept on like messing up the lines because I was just so nervous. I don't like 
I, at that time, I didn't really like being filmed and stuff. Like, it was just like, I don't know how to get this right. I'm not going to ever get it right, you know. But my dad cheered me up and he had a pep talk with me. And my mom was like, well, I mean, the stuff that you're saying is like not true because you're saying like, I can't wait to be king, but you're not going to be king. So like, are you, <laughs> she are kept you doing Simba's lines? Yeah, I kept on doing Simba's lines every time. <laughs> um, and so she was like, picture there's all of your favorite Broadway people in the audience and stuff. And I was like, oh, that makes it even harder. And I'm like, <laughs> but now I want to work harder because I kind of like close my eyes. And you know how people are like um, that saying oh, where yeah. you, yeah, you know. Imagine um, the audience, audience naked. naked. Don't do Don't that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like closed my eyes and I was like, what if I was on a stage in front of all the people that I like look up, uh, to. Look up to? And that's what I did. And then that next thing we got it. Um, yeah. So we sent off the we wow. sent off the tape and they asked her to come for another final audition. In <laughs> but New this York. time they were only looking for one um, little girl before mm-hmm. they were looking for two. And so um, we um, her father and I looked at each other oh, and like, we what? had to make some decisions because um, I mean, this was my dream, but also where were we going to like, how would we do any of these things? We thought like the self-tape was all that was going to happen, but no, yeah. I mean, there's a long, long, long process to, um, to get into Broadway and to get into anything actually. So her, her dad, uh, did something that I really respect, um, him for. He, uh, took his check, cashed it and said, let's do it. Wow. <laughs> and I kind of felt like, okay, no pressure, but it would be nice if you got it. <laughs> your dad just spent our rent money. <laughs> and they flew to New York. Um, I stayed home with the baby and I um, prayed for four hours, probably for everyone in the state of New York, because I was praying hard. <laughs> um, but the turning point in that prayer is that I just kind of ask that if it's for her, just let it be for her. And if it's not, I'll accept it. But whatever the will of God was, yeah. I was cool with that. And um, Rock was giving me a play-by-play of everything that was going on. Yeah, every every five seconds he would be like, Yep, he was telling me everything that was happening. And then so he's like, at the end, he's like, oh, well, they got she got dismissed, but they just called another little girl back. And I'm like, what do you mean they called another little girl back? Like, what does that mean? Huh? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and so, um, but I accepted, you know, that, you know, if it's for her, it'll be, it'll be for her. And if it is for her, I don't know how we're going to move to New York, but we'll make that happen too. And he probably, they went to eat dinner. Oh, no, no, no. This, I'll tell the story. Okay. Okay. So, we got out of the place and I always, I always, always, always wanted to go to the Hamilton store. And I don't, I didn't even want to buy anything. I just wanted to be there and like, just be like, I went to the Hamilton store. <laughs> um, and so I went there, but it was closed down for renovation or like when they count inventory, something like that. It was something like that. Um, and so I was like, no, I'm never going to get to go there. And my dad was like, there's going to be another time that you can come there. But I didn't really think about him saying there's going to be another time when you can go there, you know? Um, so then instead of going there, we went and we walked like all the way down to the um, bubblegum right outside of Lion King. That's right by Lion King. Um, 
I don't, did we take pictures? I don't even know if we took pictures um, at Lion King. We might, we may have, I'm not really sure. Um, but I didn't even notice all the things that were around me. Like, it was just like, so, like, I was so oblivious, basically. Because um, the audition wasn't, wasn't around there. Yeah, they walked, like I, we they walked, walked there. I, like, I was tired and I was like, I just want something to eat. And we had so many options, like the Olive Garden that's all the way back there. And like, we had some, I, I know how Times Square looks like if I just close my eyes, I know where everything is now. <laughs> um, but like we had so many options to go and I was like, ooh, maybe that seafood place. So we went there and we sat down and three seconds later, I was about to go to the bathroom, but I didn't, which is weird because I just, like, I had to, to yeah, I, I just always do. Um, and so I just sat down and my dad was like, he got a call and he was like, oh, okay, that's great. Okay. And then he 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 got off the phone. He's a terrible actor, actually. But some reason he like just really pulled it off. And he was like, um, so but I was listening to the conversation he had before, and he was saying that's great and thank you and stuff like that. And he was like, So there are roles that you get and there are roles that you don't. Like he he kind of like led me to say, like, I wasn't gonna get it basically. And he was like, There are roles that you get, and this is one of them. And so I started crying my eyes out and then the waiter comes up and is like um do you want anything to eat <laughs> but i'm like crying and he's i'm like just walk away walk away you know because there was like um it was just an it was just a roller coaster of emotions because i was like oh my gosh like i didn't get it and then i was like oh my gosh i did get it and it was it was really um it was really a magical experience hearing like you're gonna do you're gonna be in the in the Lion King, you know, like you're gonna be there. And I was like, I mean, the audition process was amazing, and I like was teary eyed about that. But like being in the show is like, it's just it just like over it just fills me up, I guess, you know. So um, then they had to call me and tell me that we had to move to New York. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, actually and my dad was like, my dad was like, don't tell her yet, don't tell her yet. <laughs> she called me, and I was like. Yeah, I'm tired or whatever, but I was crying too. So yeah. she already knew yeah. everything, but yeah. Moms know. I don't even know if she, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know if he told her if she just knew, but they yeah. know. I don't know how they know, but they know. Moms always know. That is such an incredible story. And I love how y'all were tag teaming. So we got the full <laughs> version of everything, you know, it's just so, so great. And I, that leads me to my next question because I was really curious what it, what the process is like to relocate because we've had some young Nala's and Simba's who are from the New York area or maybe from New Jersey, but we've also had some like you who have had to pick up and leave where, leave their families, you know, leave their school support system. You had an amazing support system in Atlanta. So what was that like um, leaving and, and being away from your spouse and your family and all of that? Like it's a lot. Why don't you take this? Because yeah. it's, it's kind of like, I mean, I just moved because my mom did everything. <laughs> so you can take this one. You just take. Um, it was difficult, but it was, um, Rock always says that it was Aaliyah Joe's dream and it was my sacrifice. So I knew that I had to sacrifice. Um, but in a sense, I felt that I owed it to her because um, I, like I said, I became a mental health doctor and I got my first job as a mental health doctor when she was four days old. Wow. 
So I went to work when she was four days old and she didn't go to nursery or anything like that. She was with, with her dad. We had, I mean, he has a filmmaker schedule. Um, and so I worked really, really, really hard to try to give her something to look up to and try to give her a really good life. Um, and even though I was always at everything and I was always, you know, the mom who was supportive, I just felt like, you know what? I can leave it all behind and, and, and go to New York with you. Um, so it wasn't as hard as it, it seems like, because people will say, wait, so you became a doctor. You, you took like 10 years to become a doctor and then you left it all behind. I said, I'll always be a doctor, but my daughter won't always have this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole family, we have five girls um, with the exception of the baby. Everyone casted a vote um, and everyone said, yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. And so, um, Rock and I lived in La La Land because we were saying, well, we'll just see each other every weekend. I don't know where all this magically delicious money was going to come from. Uh, <laughs> like, FaceTime, that's where it's going to come from. Like, we'll see FaceTime. each other and we'll do this and we'll do that. But um, we talked to some people, some of his colleagues, and they're like, well, yeah, so you're going to need a GoFundMe. And I was like, what is that? And they're like, it's where like people raise money. And I'm like, why would anyone give me money? <laughs> so they said, it's like your your family and friends, they they donate. And I said, okay. And so they started figuring up the numbers. And when I saw the number that they were saying that we were going to go for with the GoFundMe, I was like, no one's going to give us that much yeah. money. And I was like, I don't even feel comfortable asking anyone for it because I still had not gone back to work because it wouldn't make any sense for me to go back to tell my clients that I'm going to leave anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, we did the GoFundMe and we got some donations and we were so grateful and thankful for every cent yeah. and every prayer that we got. But um, I thought the number was too high um, until I started researching New York real estate. And I said, oh, OK, so we're going to be living at Port Authority. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh now, but we were so afraid because we were like, I don't know where we're going to live. And so everyone was like, oh, well, you guys aren't getting uh, a relocation fee. And I'm like, this is Broadway. Like, like people I mean, like try yeah. their whole lives to get to Broadway. We're going to figure it out. And so um, we got there on a hope and a prayer. <laughs> and we, um, oh, but also um, the church that we went to, um, someone at the church made these. Wait, did they make? Um, they ordered them. Yeah, uh-huh. they they got these um, Lion King cookies that like had my face on them, had the Pumbaa face on them, but they were like the shape of them. And it was just so cute. And I like every single thing that anyone, I'm a Washington person, everything <laughs> that anyone has ever done for me, it like really just makes me smile. And it really just makes me like emotional. Cause I don't, I didn't think that I had these many people who like, I mean, I know people like me, but like, I didn't know how many people loved me and how many people like thought that I was cool, I guess. I don't know. But we, we had a lot of prayer, um, just a lot of support and, and it took a lot of support. But if I am completely honest, there is nothing that could have prepared us for that relocation because I went from, you know, driving in my car 
everywhere and not going outside of a five mile radius of where I, I yep. live to go to my office and or to go to teach and to ride in the subway um, or the, the ferry or the bus or Ubers like we, we did all modes of transportation or or footing it because um, mm-hmm. we walked a lot. And so I always wanted to do those bike things, but they were so disgusting. Yeah, just- yeah the city bikes. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll just go home and buy myself a bike. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was difficult. Um, and I don't think that anything could have prepared us for it. But at the same token, I wouldn't trade it for for anything. I wouldn't trade that experience. But a lot of people, you know, they would always ask, oh, well, well, how did you do it? And it's like it's not a formula because I believe that everyone's story is so unique and so individualized. And so her journey may not be the same as someone else's, mm-hmm. but just being around other moms who were doing it. I mean, moms have to hustle or dads, um, but mm-hmm. I, I've met mostly moms um, because even though you are, it seems like you're just, you know, taking your kid here or they like you have to be responsible for every aspect and help them with their professionalism. She didn't know anything about working. Yeah. Um, so I had to make sure that she got everywhere she needed to be on time. That- you would be like 30 minutes early to everything because like. <laughs> I mean, we don't know the schedules of the uh, trains. And like every time we were like a little bit late, we would just be like, no, 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 no. We're going to miss it. And then we get there like an hour before and we're like, oh, I was like, why are you here already? <laughs> like, but but all of that stuff, um, I, I think it just built character for her. But it was difficult being away from our family because we are the most enmeshed family that you ever want to see in a good way. Um, the Raimi's. The seven of us, we just love each other so much. And Mm -hmm. to not be together, um, that was hard. So we, um, I just became the queen of finding cheap flights and getting the family here and there. Um, So another thing that I wanted to make sure that I did was I organized our support system back home so that each week, she had someone in the audience um, from home or, you know, from from wherever our friends were. Well, we didn't we didn't actually we didn't say this, um, even though like the relocation was hard for both of us. It wasn't hard for Ivana Grace. Oh, no. <laughs> four month old. She, she was three months. Three, when we three month old. Yeah. She she loves New York, I guess, because she like looked up at the lights and was like, wow. And like. For a baby that young to show that much expression, it's like, like, whoa. And um, I'm being a doctor thinking, oh, it's going to be sensory overload in the baby. And the baby was like, you know, gazing at everything. She was chill. Like if she could, she would have been like this, you know. So, yeah. So she just made. So we would actually thank her a lot because people would always say, oh, well, she never cries. She's not screaming. And I'm like, she's like living it up. She's a New York girl. Oh, yeah. And if we ever (laughs) went to like plane rides home, like for like one Monday and came back right right after. Like they would not want to sit by us on the plane, and they would be like, "Yeah, it's a baby." And <laughs> she'll just be like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm a baby, but I don't yeah. cry." And then they'll be snoring, and we'll be like, "Yeah, okay." Oh, that that was a hard thing, like going back home because since the theater is dark on Mondays, we would go home oh, yeah. on early Monday morning. We would get like a six o five 
flight, get home at like 9, 9.05, 8.45, something like that, and stay in Atlanta for that Monday and then get another flight that Tuesday morning. So by the time we leave the airport and we get an Uber ride home, she um, would take a nap or fix, my hair. fix I, her hair. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't really take naps. I, I didn't know the importance of naps until I like stopped working. Like mm-hmm. I just like kept on doing stuff and then yeah. when I stopped, every Monday, like when I stopped, I would be like, wow. Adrian and I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the show thus far. If you'd like to hear the full interview and get access to the curtain call, head on over to 32barcut.com where you can find a link to our Patreon page. There you will have exclusive access to the entire video collection and private RSS podcast feed, as well as other subscriber-only content. All right, that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.